Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. I am Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach. It is July 27, 2021, and we are celebrating the Olympics, and we are going to look at Olympic golf coverage, which is pretty exciting since that's only ever four years, or now, right now, five years. But I am joined, obviously, by my playing partner, Mr. Andrew Hansen. And uh, we're ready to just uh, get after this and get it done. It's such a unique event. So what do you think, Andrew? Are you ready? Oh, I am. I have to be because you nailed that intro. <laughs> if I can just pronounce the course correctly, it is the Kasumagaseki Country Club, the East Course. There are 36 oh. holes there on the property in Saitama, Japan, about an hour drive northwest of Tokyo. And it's a big boy course, Coach, par 71, seven. 1447 yards at the tips yeah we only have three par fives since it's a par 71 right and my understanding of this course is that it has some big undulating greens uh, averaging 7800 square feet i did watch the flyover video and there are some big bunkers too that's one of the features of this course there's some uh so, some lakes that come into play um, but the bottom line is you got to get it out there, get it to the green on the on the proper quadrant. Yeah. So it looked at strokes gained approach a little bit. But the other big thing about this course uh, and this event, Coach, is that we're going to have all 60 golfers there for all four rounds. There's no cut. Isn't that wild? I mean, it's that's what makes it so unique. First of all, you've got, you know, teams playing other than the Ryder Cup or President's Cup. I mean, they don't get to experience the feel of, you know, they're representing their country. So, you know, you've got all of that intense pressure. But the other side of it, which is cool for DFS, is we don't have to sweat out any of our value plays making the weekend. So we get uh, four rounds from everybody. Uh, we know the course is long and it's challenging. And it's going to be a little wet. They're supposed to have on and off rain uh, all week. That typhoon, I guess, is blowing through in part of Japan today. So, you know, that's going to be part of it. So the course, I think, is going to play longer. Uh, however, I think based on what I read, too, about the greens, it, it may play a little easier because you're not going to have, you know, them off the charts on the stint meter. You'll be, be able to shoot a little bit more at the pins and then, you know, the, pet, the putts will hold a little bit. So I think you'll see decent scoring here, not, you know, giant low scores, but it's not from what I can see, going to be anything, you know, like a U.S. Open type uh, difficulty. So uh, I think it seems like a true test, and I it, it, it's going to be great. You know, you got 60 guys, four rounds, and the scoring is interesting on both DraftKings and FanDuel for this event, and it's a points basis. You want to explain that a little bit? Sure thing, yeah. So it's a little different than the actual Olympic event where there's only three that really matter, right? With gold, silver, and bronze. And here you get first place, you get 30 point bonus. Silver is worth 20. Bronze is worth 18. But yeah. they don't stop there on DraftKings and FanDuel. You keep going down four, five, six, seven, eight, uh, 16, 14, 12, 10 points. So it's basically the same on both sites. The only difference is you have a one-point difference once you get to eighth place. DraftKings gives you an extra point. And then down at the bottom, uh, FanDuel 
gives you a point through 40th place and then they stop but DraftKings, if you finish between 41st and 50th you get one point and finish 51st through 60th you don't get a point so not a major difference site to site but you do need to keep uh in mind this scoring system and it does play into the strategy don't you think coach because these guys that are top 10 are going to be really aggressive uh come sunday to try to yeah. get on that podium so they're going to be shooting at pins and trying to make birdies um and so you know that there you you are going to get that uh, extra bonus each spot that you move up the ladder in that top 10. yeah i'll tell you i'm i've already decided on my strategy app you know without question i think it's you know the smartest strategy again it may not work and you never know what's going to work but I'm going to go stars and scrubs uh, in essence, because I want like three guys that could get gold. And if they're scratching for the, a medal, you know, they're going to bear down like nobody's business and way more than on a Sunday, regular Sunday on the PGA tour. So, you know, then the second half of the lineup is going to have to be guys that at least I don't have to sweat the, the cut, like I said, but hopefully, you know, you get contributors in there. If you can get five points, six, seven points from some of these guys, as opposed to one or zero, that, that's a difference maker too. So, you know, it seems like this particular uh, way that they're giving points out for this event and the fact that it's a no cut, I just, I can't get away from pure stars and scrubs. Yeah, and it's right up my alley, Coach. You know I like to uh, really zero in on those value plays, and now we can play them with confidence and not even have to yeah. worry about will they make the cut. I agree, the stars and scrubs approach a uh, little bit easier to stomach this week. Well, you're the value master, so I this really is right in your wheelhouse. You should be smashing it. So I'll be I'll be playing my lineups and yours. And if you want to catch those lineups, by the way, great time to jump on. We're, just go to dfscoachtalk.com. You can even just jump in for a three-day pass so you can catch all this golf. Uh, we don't have to do a weekend only. Uh, try to scratch out <laughs> when we have guys miss the cut. But uh, we'll be aboard with you all the way for the golf and, of course, Olympic basketball, a million baseball games. So we'd love to have you. And also the $88 special right now. If you join, you get to stay with us all the way until September 7th, which is right before the NFL starts. So just jump on DFSCoachTalk.com. Check it out. Uh, we have a phenomenal community. Uh, a lot of folks, you know, when NBA ended, I took a couple day hiatus. Now they're back in, ready to rock and roll. So we got uh, all kinds of activity going on. So it's good stuff. All right, let's talk a little bit about some of those Hanson special statistics that are going to help us hone in on who's going to do well. Yeah. So the the one of the key statistics I looked at was strokes gained approach, and you know we look at it a lot, but. There are lots of courses where that comes into play, and I think this is another good example of them of that. And of course, Colin Morikawa right at the top of that stat for the year, and there he was uh, hosting, hoisting that clear jug at the Open his last time out. So he's feeling pretty good. He's a payup option that I'm uh, pretty fond of. He also has some Japanese heritage, coach. Really, which, which shouldn't hurt. Is he is he a stud that you're uh, eyeing this week? Yeah, you know, I, I figured he had some Japanese heritage in his lineage there, but I, I wasn't sure. But, I mean, regardless if he has whatever. <laughs> doesn't matter where he plays these days, right? Or what's not. involved. Just what get him in the, in the event. 
Exactly. Country, city, you name it. But he's, uh, well, he's playing so well. I mean, you know, you know, he's got to be thinking this has been a, a storybook year, year and a half for me. Even with COVID, he was so good before. Now he's great after, you know, and everybody's career. And I, I, I've heard every, all these guys talk about it on the PGA Tour. One of the things they want to hang on their mantle is an Olympic gold. So, you know, he's going to be ready to go and no one's playing better right now. So he's got to be a strong consideration. His price is high. It's most expensive, but it's not like it's way over everybody else. It's in the ball game. Yeah. You know, and while we're on the heritage, I do also want to mention Xander Shoffley because his mother was raised in Japan and apparently he's been there 10 or 12 times, feels very comfortable, likes the culture, likes the area. Um, I think that gives them a, a little bit of a boost. Uh, you know, sure. Morikawa is more expensive, uh, but you know the, that part of it uh, is impactful for me. Um, and looking back at the Open, you know, we know Morikawa won it, but Shoffley did finish with a 65 in that final round. Yeah. So you know he's coming around at, at the right time. I think he's worth a look. Oh, yeah. um, he's always in the mix. So getting back to strokes gain approach, Paul Casey, number two on that list for the season. JT is fifth. Uh, he's one of the other Americans, of course. Uh, Corey Connors. Now, here's where we get some value, Coach. He's ninth in strokes gained approach. He's only 8,800 on DraftKings. Yeah. Uh, tied for 15th at the Open Championship. And he's starting to be a little more consistent. Uh, a lot more these, consistent. Yeah. yeah. I've, and, I've rostered him a ton this year, even in the big – big boy ones and they don't respect them salary wise either. Yeah. So I, I think he's a, a real smart play. I do too. I think it's a steal. Uh, next on the list. These are guys who are in the top 100 who are playing this week. Hideki, the host here, 15th in that stat and uh, Hideki, man, what a story for him winning the masters this year. And he's got great experience on this course. He won the 2009 Japan junior. Um, so I wonder how this will work for him with, uh, the pressure, the spotlight. I think he'll be ready to go. He's one of those other studs we can consider at 10, five on DraftKings. Yeah. I mean, you have to look at him. It's just though, I can't imagine the immense pressure. I mean, on his home course, you know, it's just, I don't know if he can hold up. <laughs> that's, that's a tough chore, but you know, he's, he's got the game. Uh, he's been a little inconsistent, but hey, the guy won the Masters. He's on his home turf. Uh, you got to at least think about him. I'm I'm not quite going there, believe it or not, because I think he's going to be overowned, and I just don't know if you know being that you know that he's home there. It it may work the opposite direction. You know, just the ex the news coverage, the reporters. It's going to be relentless for him. Yeah, it could. You know, and, and you mentioned his inconsistency. Since he won the Masters, his best finish is tied for 23rd. Yeah. Not great. You know, he has been playing big events. Right. And, and only a handful of them. Um, so I agree. It's an opportunity to fade. I'm kind of thinking about it still. Might might uh, think about him more on FanDuel. Um, the other thing is there's not going to be spectators, so it shouldn't be too bad on site. I'm not sure what the media restrictions are. Um, they're still demanding. I, I had seen a part about that where, you know, they're, they're roped off in distance and that thing, but they still got to get plump pummeled with questions and all of that stuff. And actually, 
I think that's a disadvantage too. If he had the crowd cheering for him there, it's different when you get that adrenaline push. It's all the other periphery outside the lines that I think is going to distract him. But uh, it's a bummer for him not having the fans. How cool would that be to that be, be able to play in front of them? So that's a rough one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Xander's next on this list. He's 17th. We've talked about him. Right. How about Mr. Hovland, 19th strokes gain approach? He's 9,900. Uh, tied for 12th at the Open. He's another guy who you could get out there and not have to pay ultra high money for. Uh, yeah. I'm thinking about Hovland this week. Oh, he's dangerous. I mean, anytime he, he's on the course and he's in a groove, he's dangerous. He's certainly long enough for this course. Yes. That'll give him a big advantage there. Uh, if he gets the putter going, he's he's a solid play. I think his price is very fair. Yep. Uh, Rory's next here. He's 30th in this stat. Uh, you're shaking your head. I am too. I, um, I just don't, I, I, I mean, he is so off his game. It's just yeah. unbelievable to me. He's, I don't know why people are still rostering him. I, you know, I was looking at some of the projections. People are still rostering him. I guess, you know, you never know when he's going to pull a little stretch out of, out of his game and be phenomenal, but man, he's been wildly inconsistent. He has, and I, I don't plan to roster him, but wouldn't surprise me if something like this, a different dynamic, kind of wakes him up and distracts him. He's thinking a little bit more about his country, not so much about his own game. And so, you know, I can see the the idea there and maybe lower ownership than usual because he hasn't been playing that well. But, yeah, you know, I'd rather pay up for Morikawa right now and get the guy who is in top form. Uh, next on the list, Abraham Answer. He's 31st. Uh, I think he's a decent option right behind him. Here's a value play for you, Coach Norlander, 34th in that category. He's only 6,800 on DraftKings. It's yeah. a misprice, I think. Yeah, he tied for fifth at the Barbasol recently. Yeah, and you know he'll go through stretches where he'll miss a couple cuts and not have any high finishes, but he also has that really good upside for a 6,800 player. Yeah, underpriced, and he can string some good scores together. My only question with him, and I think probably in you know on the tour, same thing. Can he string four good ones together? That's mm -hmm. where he seems to struggle. If you you know, I've rostered him enough to watch, and it's always you know three decent rounds or two really good and one decent. There's always one bad one in the mix, and it's not like it's always on Sunday. Sometimes it's Thursday or Friday, and he misses a cut, and then I mean it's just amazing that he's just not been able to put it all together. But in a, a you know, statistic uh, that you're going for here is if he just gets a mid-level finish, a top 20 or something, because uh, he's not going to have to worry about the cut, he gets he can add points at that $6,800 price tag. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Patrick Reed next at 39th. He's 10,100. Um, I'm, you know, he's he's big on the uh, U.S. stuff, of course. Um, curious if that's enough for you to, to get him out there. A couple things that are way against him in my mind. He missed the cut at the open. He was only 34th at the 3M. And I just heard today that his caddy's not going to attend. So you add it all up, and I'm not planning to roster him. You yeah. look at it. And he's, he's the replacement for DeChambeau. Exactly. So not only that, is he didn't have this long term figured out in his head. Right. And this, you know, so I, I don't think he'll have 
the right headspace here with, you know, getting to know at the last minute, no caddy that, you know, he's used to just not a good, you know, he's a little bit light in the head sometimes as it is. Uh, but maybe, you know, stranger things have happened. It could loosen him up and he's just like, you know, I'm here just, it's, this is just all uh, house money or whatever. And yep. shoot the lights out. So I could see in a GPP, he's probably worth a shot, but I don't trust him in a cash game. Yep. Uh, I'll round up through the next few. Uh, Shane Lowry, 41st. Joaquin Neiman, 43rd. CT Pan, 66th. Um, I want to mention him because he's uh, he's one of the guys who played in the Olympics last time. Right. He finished 30th, but he's missed his last three cuts. So I don't like his recent form. Um, but I do like the recent form of this gentleman, Jonathan Vegas, 69th in that stat. And we know that he was tied for second last week. Yeah, at the three M Open, he's only seventy four hundred. How about Mister Vegas? Possibly, you know, okay. it's it seems like he excels in events where the fields are weak, and it, it seems like when it's a real strong field, you know, he I don't know if it's intimidation or maybe he's just not as talented some of these top guys, but I don't know. I mean, the big guns are here, so. I'm a little wary of him, but he certainly does come in, you know, playing good golf. Okay. Uh, Sebastian Munoz is 73rd, and then Mark Leishman, 76th. Yeah. So there's a, a, you know, a ranking of sorts of guys who are uh, playing this week in that stat. There are some guys who don't make that ranking because they're primarily on the European tour or some of these lesser known names who are in this event just because it's the Olympics and they qualified in, in various ways. But uh, I think that's a good start. Um, I also sure. wanted to go through the guys who did play in t- 2016. There are only nine of them who are playing this year, coach. Uh, okay. And none of them meddled. The highest finisher who's back is Thomas Peters. He finished fourth. Hmm. He, he does have three straight top 35s. He's 8,100. Uh, I think he that might be a little pricey for me, but if you went with a more of a medium build, he could he could make the cut. Uh, Patrick Reed was 11th back in 16. Ashen Wu was tied for 30th. Uh, wow. I, dug, I dug in on him a little bit. Uh, he's about 36 years old. He plays on the European Tour. His three wins uh, um, lifetime on the European Tour. He's made four of his last five cuts, 6,500. So. You know, he's one of the guys in the value category that I think you could consider. I, I like this uh, this little uh, added dimension if they played in the Olympics last time, that they've gone through it and have that under their belt and they have a feel, you know, an understanding of the emotions and how that can impact their play. Do you think that gives a little boost? Yeah, you know, I, I put a check mark next to all the guys that have played in Ryder Cups and even President's Cups and then yep. the Olympics because those are really the only true, you know, you're representing your country, it's not about you kind of events. So a lot of these guys have never played at any of those. And I think there's a distinct advantage uh, to the group that has. And, you know, I I would say, you know, Olympics is probably number one for all of them, but I, I think the Ryder Cup's like just a smidgen behind. I mean, it's stuff that legends are made of, even President's Cups are important too, but, you know, that's that feel that you're talking about. And, man, in golf, I'll tell you what, that's so important. It's not like basketball or football where you get in the flow and you're just going and you're playing. 
golf, you're thinking, you know, before every shot, between every shot, you know, over a putt, man, I'll tell you what, it is a head game and it's going to be definitely part of what goes on here. So uh, I do have some odds I wanted to share unless you, you were, had any other stats. Oh, let me just finish out uh, 2016 okay. Olympics. The other five guys, we've got Fabrizio Zanotti, who finished tied for 15th. He's only 6,400. Wow. And, What's he uh, been doing, though? That's the question. Yeah, he's another guy, mid to late 30s. He does have two lifetime wins on the European Tour. And he, he's high on the greens and regulation stat. He's okay. above average there, which I like. So uh, he's a value guy I think you can look at. And then yeah. you have Ryan Fox, finished third for uh, 39th. He's 6,900. He okay. made the cut at the Open. Gavin Green finished 47th. He's missed six straight cuts, so we don't need right. to go there. And then our man, uh, Jonathan Vegas, finished 50th. So to your point, in that one, he did not do well with the other uh, big names around him, but he does have the Olympic experience. And then lastly, Anirban Lahiri was 57th, so yes. he didn't do too well, but he's cheap, and he finished tied for third at the Barbasol recently, so uh, some, some decent recent form. So that's the group that played in 2016. Yeah, I, I like Lahiri. I've played him uh, different times. If you pick the right spots for him, he's he's pretty decent. And the fact that he has that experience and that his you know his price is so low, it's not a bad play. Uh, all right, let me share the quick you know about the top eighteen guys. We'll go over because those are the ones I think really are the group that has a chance for gold here. Um, and these are uh, the odds to win the Olympic gold from our friends at betus.com.pa. Uh, the favorite, of course, Morikawa, seven and a half to one. Xander is nine. JT, 10. Rory's 12. That still amazes me, but, you know, who knows? He'll probably win it. Hovland is also 12. Matsuyama, 12. Paul Casey, 16. Patrick Reed is 20th or 20 to one. He's in that top 10. Abraham Answer, 22. Cam Smith, who I think is a nice little play at 22. Joaquin Neiman's also 22. And then you have M. Connors, Lowry, and Fleetwood all in that 25 to 28 range. And then Leishman rounds out that top group. And then it, it drops off pretty much from there. So, you know, my goal is to get two or three of these guys, Andrew, and I've been messing with it and you can do it. Uh, you got to get a little uh, imaginative there with the last guy or two, but it's possible. And, you know, if I can have three guys that I feel comfortable with, that are literally strong gold medal contenders, then that's my initial goal go going in. Cause you get that, you know, gold or silver, even that that 30 or 20 points, it's, it's going to be hard to catch up. You know, you, you can't really take anything down unless you get some medals in here. So, Yep. I think you got to fire at it because, I mean, what are the chances? You know, you go down just a little bit. You know, what are the chances uh, Carlos Ortiz or Alex Noren or uh, Thomas Detry? Those guys are all like 50 to 1 in that next group. Are they really gold medal contenders? You know, it's uh, if they can get a medal, that'd be phenomenal. But I want the guys that are going to, you know, take that first tee and down deep say, you know, I can get a gold here. And I'm not just playing for position or to try to slide in and grab a bronze or something. And, you know, that attitude going in for, 
for even guys like Cam Smith, Joaquin Neiman, you know, let alone the Justin Thomas, Xander Shoffley. So I think there's a lot of guys at the top of this that are 25 to one and under. Uh, and I think the, the, gold and maybe silver at least will come out of this group yeah i agree uh, i don't think you can take anything down this week if you got four five six as your top finishers you got to get on that metal stand to get those bonus points yeah um and so i, I agree it's important to focus in on that group um, if i were going to bet it you know morikai would definitely be in consideration even though it's not the best return but you know if you can in terms of your lineup then if you can find a way to get three of those guys, uh, then, you know, I like that approach. And uh, you mentioned Sung J.M. That reminded me of one other psychological twist uh, at play in the field this week. Uh, I read the the reminder that if one of these South Korean golfers uh, earns a medal, mm -hmm. they get a release from the two-year military requirement. Oh wow! South Korea. So Sung I J. I remember that from last time. <laughs> yeah. So Sung J. M. and Siwoo Kim are the two guys to watch there, and they both have been practicing a lot lately uh, to get ready for this event. Um, if you look at their recent form, you know we, we've talked a lot about Sung J. M. not being at the top of his game. He right. did finish tied for eighth in Detroit, uh, tied for forty seventh at the John Deere. Um, so, you know, that's something to keep in mind for him. And then Siwoo Kim tied for 58th in Detroit, withdrew with a back injury at the John Deere. Um, and their strokes gain approach 80th and 81st. So not really what you want, but do they just get extra motivated here? Uh, that is something to play for. I would certainly be extra motivated. You know, it's, it's like, uh, it's Lee. I don't know if you heard the Lee Trevino story. He said, yeah, these guys, they they make a putt, they win two million. They miss the putt, they win a million five. Like that's not pressure. Right. He said when you go out on your course and hustle, like he said he did when he was a teen, and he says you're playing somebody for twenty aside and twenty overall, and you only have five bucks in your pocket. That's pressure. Right. <laughs> exactly. So we'll see how these guys can react to it. And uh, you know, I'm I'm really intrigued. I mean, you know, these guys are in the same routine year after year, the same majors, the same preparation, uh, just to see how the JTs and such, you know, uh, react. Cause remember a lot of these guys didn't go last time because of the, uh, what was it? The mosquito thing in Brazil, the virus or whatever that was, remember that whole yeah. deal. And so a bunch of the guys backed out at the, the last minute. So, you know, this will be the first, uh, experience for some of these studs that are top 10 in the world uh, to, to try something they haven't done before. Yeah. And again, with that group that played in the last go round, none of them medaled. So nobody in this field has earned an Olympic medal. And no. I agree, it's going to be a lot of fun to watch down the stretch with the pressure who steps up and who falters. I can't believe Justin Rose isn't playing. He's the defending gold medal champion. Yeah. You would think he would have just, auto they would automatically, you know, that should qualify you. Yeah, they should no have matter what spots for the last yes. for the medalist, no matter what their world ranking is. If they can still play golf, like the like at Augusta, you can always come back if you earned a medal. Heck yeah! I yep. mean, if I you owe the, that that guy that much for crying out loud, but uh, that's good. We'll have three new medalists. We know that much. Yes, indeed. Yep. 
Uh, all right. Any other uh, giant words of wisdom here on any, you know, I've, I do have a few guys I want to mention to you and get your feedback because you're the king of value. How about our buddy Migliozzi, 8,400? What do you think of him? I, I, you yeah. know, he had that stretch there. Where he was right in the thick of it for quite a while. Um, yeah, he really burst onto the scene. Yeah. Um, then he missed the cut at the open, right? Right. So, and in that price tag, I think I'd rather go elsewhere. Okay, Higo, Higo's right next to him. Yeah. I mean, since he won, he can't barely make a cut. So he's got the upside, um, but uh, not my favorite this week. Those are the kind of sneaky guys. But, you know, anybody that says Corey Connors is uh, – is not the real deal. Come on, man. He he's had seven top tens, twenty of twenty five cuts. I mean, he's been a machine. He is. And at eighty eight hundred to be sub nine with those stats. I mean, you look at guys that are above him in the pricing. Shane Lowry and you know even McElroy, in my opinion. I mean, th these guys haven't played the golf that uh, Connors is, and you know. The, He's representing Canada, so I, I think that this is a great opportunity for him to medal. Yeah, he's striping it. Yep. And that's it, really. I'm saving a couple of my wild card uh, guys that for our members. So if you want to check it, check it out, we are going to be posting lineups. It's a little strange. So for members that are listening, and then if you become a member, we are actually going to post lineups this evening. And the reason we're doing that is a lot of people have to work all day tomorrow. And because of the, the oddity of the time, the, uh, the lock time tomorrow for this golf, four rounds of golf, is 6.30 Eastern, 5.30 here. So rather than people trying to race and get shut out or jam stuff in, we want to give out lineups. Uh, we know the course. We know the conditions and the players. So we're going to put uh, those out there. So if you want to join us, we will uh, give a full FanDuel lineup, and then we'll have uh, a clipboard for uh, DraftKings, uh, which will give you a, a core group and some other players to consider to fill out your roster. So uh, this is a great time to jump in. Yeah, you're right. DFSCoachTalk.com is where you sign up, and we'll send you an email to get you into our Discord. Yeah, last two things. If you're watching this on YouTube, please take a second, thumbs up, hit the subscribe button, click the alert up in the corner. That's really important. We have podcasts constantly for all of the Olympic basketball, all of the NBA Summer League. We'll have some MLB podcasts that are mixing in. And of course, we do this golf podcast weekly. So lots of activity. You want to hit that alert button so you know when these podcasts are up. And if you're listening audio-wise, anywhere podcasts are heard, whether it be Podbean, Stitcher, uh, iHeart, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, we just ask you to take a quick second, hit the five stars and a quick comment. And in four days, our man Joe Stanton will be picking uh, randomly out of anybody that has put five stars in a comment. You'll win a free full access week at DFS Coach Talk. So that is it, my friend. Uh, Anything else that you want to throw in there, or are we ready to tee it up? Let's tee it up. All right. Well, we really do appreciate you uh, listening in, and uh, we'll certainly be back to the regular tour next week. But, man, this is going to be fun. 
lots of golf to be found and you can watch a ton of it too. They're covering a lot of it on the NBC network. So enjoy it. Thank you for listening in. We really do appreciate you and we'll look to see you tomorrow when we crush it in DFS.